Art Castillo at I Am Radio. Thank you so much this past week, Art, for all of your engagement, the call-ins, the the echoes, the the comments, the you know the encouragement. Really appreciate where you and I were able to go this week um, in building a, a stronger relationship, and looking forward to you and I connecting and really doing a really good collab together. I think we'll have a, a fantastic uh, podcast session together. So let's get something scheduled for sure. You got my calendar. You got my schedule. Let's get something uh, synced up together. Really, really appreciate everything that you've done for me this last week and looking forward to continually connecting and engaging and having a stronger relationship together um and for anyone that's listening if you are not checking out i am radio you are definitely missing out the guy's got some great advice across the board heck i heard him giving avi um advice on how to create his own um his own with that was fantastic. So you guys want to be consuming Art Castillo and his I Am Radio station and the segment that he's pushing out because some of them are absolute fire. And the beauty about Anchor is you can just keep swiping through if the certain segment isn't of your of your style. So appreciate it, Art Castillo over in Hollywood. Have a fantastic now. Sherm's out. I am radio. Sure, chiming in on this uh, motivational talk, and I like it. I like where this is headed. So, number the first thing that I would say is um, Tony Robbins. If people really want to see behind the scenes of what he actually does, they can watch. I'm not your guru, but I would say that not everybody needs a motivational speaker. Not everybody uh, appreciates that kind of rah rah commentary uh, because some people are totally self motivated. They know how to get things done. Um, other people, they. They, they need something to kind of have this breakthrough for themselves. Um, Tony talks about how for himself, when he was a young person, he was beat up by his mom. Like she literally chased him out of the house with a knife. She was going to stab him. And so for him, his goal of becoming a motivational speaker was to literally help people that were just that suffered just like him in domestic violence. And so that's where his context is coming from. And to be honest, that's why he's so successful is because that's his premise. It's not about making money. Yes, has he made gobs of money, but he's been doing this for the last 35 years. And so it didn't start out. He didn't all of a sudden decide to go to a, a local hotel and hold it in a ballroom. And all of a sudden there was just thousands of people in there. He had to have value, right? And so he wrote books. He had these present. He's had these presentations. And if you, if, again, if you have the opportunity to watch the Netflix video, you can just see how compelling he is at pulling people in. At the same time, I know that people, they watch that and they're not compelled. It doesn't change them. For them, they're motivated by something else. They, they have the, their own internal drive or, or some people just don't. Some people just don't have drive to move any, anywhere forward in their life. And that's just their own choices. And so I, I, I wouldn't judge somebody that decides that that's kind of going to be their case. In regards to the, the 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 woman's comment about it being a pyramid scheme, that's not how pyramid schemes work. Pyramid schemes are we are taking the the most recent dollars from somebody that joins the 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 scheme and you give it to people that want to get out, right? So. Perfect example is Bernie Madoff was promising people 12%. So they would give him all their millions of dollars or their, ten, you know, hundreds of thousands. And then he would, if someone wanted to leave, then he would then give 
that new money from someone. So if someone brings in, let's say, a million bucks, and someone decides to leave, they need, I need, they need a hundred thousand of that million. That's how they give it to them. So he's literally not investing the money in order to get that twelve percent rate of return. Or even if he was investing the money, it wasn't getting the twelve percent return. And so he's using other people's money in order to feed it to other people in order to prove to prop up this twelve percent rate of return that he was boasting. And that's what a pyramid scheme. Basically, Tony Robbins, if you don't appreciate what he's doing, then basically all that he's doing is he's an entertainer, right? Because you don't you don't find value in the the kind of the rah rah motivational speaking. You just find value, or that's what it is. It's it's selling tickets for seats to come listen to somebody talk, um, and people will do that, right? Many times people will go. It's a, it, I, I equate it to the very similar motivational speaking to musicians. They come and have a concert. You can you can still buy their music. You can listen to it on the radio uh, for free. You can, um, you know, you can buy their albums if you want to, so that way you don't have to sit in, you know, stand in a crowd or sit in a crowd. Um, but people like live music, and so I wouldn't call it there because they're having this band, this 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 production that it's a scam, right? Or is this? It's a, there's a scheme to it. There's not a scheme to it. It's just that's how they're entertaining people. And so I think for a lot of people. They either have the self-motivation to get moving or they need it from somebody else, some external, um, some, whether it's a book, whether it's a talk, whether it's, um, you know, a podcast, whatever it might be, some people need that in order to keep their mind focused on moving forward. And so that's kind of my thoughts on motivational speakers. And I'd say for a lot of most motivational speakers, um, if I like their content, if I like their message, then I'll listen. If not, just like any entertainer, um, not everybody loves country music, but some people do. Not everybody loves uh, jazz music, but some people do. And so you just pick and choose. You like motivational speakers? Pick your pick who you like. You don't like it? Don't listen to them. That's my thoughts. Sherm's out. I think what's happening, Art, um, I am radio. Sure, crazy agent here. I think what, what, what's happening right now is there's a, a plethora, an overabundance of coaches guising themselves as motivational speakers. And so where I find it to be very deceptive is this coach, you know, they, and, and again, they might, they're well-intended, but let me just give you a very common scenario is that they got laid off of their job, you know, Shell got bought up by somebody else or Shell bought somebody and their position was eliminated. And then in, in the midst of, you know, thinking about what they want to be doing, they decide they want to be a coach. And so the struggle for that is that now they're giving people advice on how to, um, you know, look for a job when they themselves, in the midst of that layoff, decided to just become, not, not just, became, become self-employed. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem with that story, though, is that the person might not feel like they're getting an authentic, an authentic advice because it, it's not proven in the crucible of reality, right? So that person hasn't proven the methods of, you know, stopping into a business, you know, um, using leveraging LinkedIn in order to get a job. So that's where it, it might be a little bit deceptive, but. I find that a lot of coaches, what they're doing is they are, uh, let's say, you know, connecting with you, um, let's say online, like, oh, I'm going to give you all this coaching, and all that they're doing is they're sending you clips 
of other people's motivational talks or books, right? So they're sending you John Maxwell, they're sending you Zig Ziglar, they're sending you Brian Tracy, they're sending you uh, even even like a Gary Vee, which I, he's not really a motivational speaker to me as much as he's an entrepreneur or businessman who's just telling you how he's doing it and it just so happens that he's too passionate about working hard and that comes across to a lot of people that are kind of, I think sometimes we're, we're innately lazy and so for them it's like, oh yeah, I should work hard. And so, and I don't think he's meant to, meant to be that way. Or they send you books about uh, from, from Tony Robbins. And so the problem with that is that they're not actually creating any of their own content. They're just patching, pack, packaging it up and then giving it out to you and, and calling it like their coaching process or their coaching curriculum. And they really haven't created a curriculum. Um, the other thing that I find is, the other one is, they might get into, let's say, a coaching contract with, let's say, a corporation, and then they use other coaches to be able to do the work. So they themselves are more like a salesperson, and then they basically just, uh, you know, let's say, let's say they charge this company $10,000 to do coaching for their high-level high executives, and then they bring in a team of four other coaches, and then they themselves take $5,000 of that 10, and then they pay each coach a grand, um, or in this case, $1,250. And so in that scenario, what they've done is they, uh, they, they either are creating a team, or they, they're diluting their brand because they're not authentically selling of themselves, they're leveraging other people, which there's no problem with leveraging other people because those, those four other coaches might not necessarily be as good on the sales side of things. And so that's where I think there's a, a big confusion of motivational speakers and coaches. And there's gobs of coaches out there. There's there's productivity coaches, there's you know life coaches, there's um, you know business coaches, and there's you know and and there's motivational speakers. And so what's happening right now because we are on these kind of platforms where certain things you know you, your voice can be heard, your content can be seen. I think you're seeing a lot of that uh, where people are just basically regurgitating uh, motivational quotes to each other. And I guess the, the proof is that we like <laughs> motivational quotes. Um, the proof though is when you sit down with that person, coach or motivational speaker, whatever you want to call that individual, and if their advice is sound. And so, just like if you were to use a, a headhunter, you could, you, right, Art, you and I, if we needed a job, we can go do our own research, we can go apply, we can go talk to different businesses, we can do our own networking, but a headhunter does have their value. And that's where I find that a coach or a motivational speaker, depending on your life and where you are, they're gonna have their value if you so see. And so I really like this thought um, because I'd love to see what other people are thinking and um, if they've ever used a coach in the past. I've used coaches in the past. Um, I find that to, to be quite plain, uh, blunt for me right now at my particular stage, just don't need it. Like I, I'm self-motivated, I can get things done and I don't need somebody, I don't need to pay somebody to tell me how to get my stuff done. Sure though. This is so important. And I find that so many people struggle with this concept that their mind literally, the, the negative thoughts that they have about themselves, the limiting beliefs that they have about themselves, most likely than not, are completely wrong and totally unfounded. And, and a lot of times it's based on how they were raised and how they were treated as a young person that really became their framework on how they viewed the world. And it can be so detrimental to the overall success. And it reminds me of the person, and, and, and I won't use any names in this one, but it reminds me of the person that um, 
their dad was an alcoholic. And so when dad came home, he would knock him around and knock around mom, and that was how they were raised. That was, quote unquote, the version of love that they saw between a husband and a wife, and the version that they saw of love between a father to children. And then when it came to talk about money or you know going to college, that was what rich people did. And money was a terrible thing. Basically, anyone that had money probably scammed somebody to get there. And we're not talking about like, um, you know, Warren Buffett money. We're talking about the guys that you know had two cars or had you know a, a, a well kept house or or that could afford for the snow to be plowed or the the garden to be cut. You know the the grass to be cut. And so we're not talking about crazy wealth here. We're talking about people that were middle class neighbors to this person. And so what happened of for success for this person, for rewiring for this person, the reality of unshackling these limiting beliefs was the belief that they could go to college. Now they couldn't afford it, mom and dad couldn't afford it, dad, dad definitely couldn't because he, he basically bopped from job to job because he couldn't really keep one. Um, but the military was their way out to afford a college education and their way out of that abusive household and which then built them and gave them the confidence in order to stand up to dad later in life and say, no, that's not going to happen to me. And no, I don't believe that that's a version of love. And no, you should stop doing that to the children, to my siblings, and to, of course, mom. And, of course, uh, dad, dad then left and, and they are able to move on. The other thing that it reminds me of that for this person, it wasn't about great wealth and it wasn't about great accomplishment, but it was about breaking through that ceiling that was such a reality. That ceiling wasn't glass, it was cement. And it was it was bombarded on him uh, throughout his childhood. And then for them, as he became a father, to be able to break that cycle of abuse, to break, break that cycle of alcoholism that was success and so for the the idea that he was of greater worth than the way that he was treated the belief that he could overcome all these things and not be judged by the world because of it that was true success and continues to be true success in his life that to me is an exemplary life of someone who overcame the odds that broke the cycle and then was able to pass on or is and is passing on a life of goodness Sherm's out I should mention that this wasn't a, a specific person as much as a culmination of uh, several stories that I've had over the years as people have told me about their life and I just kind of combined it together. So there isn't a, a Joe Smith out there that this story, specific story applies to. It's just that, that narrative that we're so familiar with of someone like this. We know, we know people very much like this. And so hopefully whatever... We were, however we were treated, however we grew up, we can break through that. And that the, the lies that are, are, are spun in our own thoughts, they can be unspun and they can be dissolved and they can be broken. Sherm's out. This is to Art Castillo, I Am Radio. So the bubble bursting, when average Joe could start 
making moves without even knowing exactly what's going on. Like they're not they're not trying to time the market. They, they haven't done any research. They're literally just buying something, makes money, and then you can sell it. And like and like literally give it no thought. So you saw this in 2008. There are people buying houses like in Vegas. A year later, six months later, it was going up 20, 30 percent. People were buying houses. I remember I sat down with a, a mortgage broker at the time uh, in 2007, and he told me, "Oh, sure, you know, I, I just started becoming self-employed." And he's like, "Oh, you know, things are going well." And he's like, "Oh, you could totally qualify for like two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars." And I was like, w -w "Wait, how? Like, I'm just starting to pull a, a decent, consistent paycheck." And he's like, "I can get you a ninja loan." And I was like, "Ninja? What are you talking about? No income, no assets." And I was like, what? How does that make any sense? I don't make any consistent money. I have nothing to tie it up on. And you're gonna let me buy a house? And I knew that that was wrong. Um, now I know for other people, they have the exact opposite attitude. They're like, wait, wait, wait. I can, <laughs> I can, pay, I can pay my rent on time, and you're telling me that I can go buy a house without proving anything just because I can pay my rent on time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get that for you. No, in, no income no assets and that and the industry just just blew up right like and then it totally plummeted um, and so that's really the way that I view it right so right now I'm having people that know nothing about Bitcoin and they're reaching out to me like sure I'm a shit let's invest in Bitcoin let's do Bitcoin and I'm like number one you don't know anything about Bitcoin number two I don't know anything about Bitcoin number three is when I do a little more more investigation under the hood how is this thing actually being propped up it makes no sense it's actually not even digital currency they're not even actually buying anything they're not buying like Chinese dollars or American dollars it's literally being, being propped up by, by nothing and I was and so I I'm like no way if Joe Smith knows nothing about currency arbitrage and knows nothing about digital digital currency and especially Bitcoin and is just buying it because there's a ability for it to go up yeah I'm out I'm out the moment that average Joe is making money on this thing and doesn't know anything about it then I'm out and so this is exactly what we see in motivational speaking and the coaching world right is that a lot of people are flocking to this coaching mentality because they're like hey I can charge you know <clears throat> I can charge people a subscription 20 bucks a month and they can just and I can send them like you know some motivational quotes I can create some content and you know I can I can maybe just pull up, uh, I can just paraphrase, pull out some just an excerpts from some of your top books like uh, Crush It and uh, all the books by Tony Robbins. Uh, John Maxwell's got like 30 some odd books or something. Uh, Brian Tracy, and you can, and I'll, and I'll just, I'll just basically kind of create a curriculum. The worst thing that I see, and 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 this is going to offend some people, and, and I'm, I'm unapologetic about it, is that colleges. And there's like certi certifications to be like a motivational speaker. And I'm like, what? Like that to me is appalling. Fin uh, educational institutions have now figured out how to monetize education. Like that, that's, that is what they become really good at, right? And so people that want to get into the motivational speaking game are like, well, I need to get certified first. And I'm like, what certified? What are you talking about? Just bust your hump call up every event planner that you know, say that you're willing to speak for free for a few months and start and write a book. Like, like there's ways that you could do it and build it and have value. What I see here happening of art is that the bubble will burst and the truth will be revealed because I think a lot of coaches, a lot of motivational speakers won't have the ability to withstand the next five years, right? Because their, their, their tactics, 
their strategy. The algorithm's gonna change on Facebook or Instagram, and all of a sudden now they're not being seen. There's too many motivational quotes out there to begin with. I don't know how many Instagram followers I have, probably close to a thousand, that all they do is pump out motivational quotes. They themselves create no content. All they do is they slap on their name or a logo onto a motivational quote and they didn't re-upload, right? So it's they've pulled it from someone else's page and then just tagged their own, plastered their own name onto it. And so I see this very much coming to fruition, right? Because average Joe can totally jump into this because there's no, there's no, uh, the, the barrier of entry is really low and they can just start asking people to par participate. I see this coming to a close here pretty quickly. Let me just talk about the educational piece real quick. Oh, so, I, I'm sorry guys, I get so excited about this. I get, I, I talk too fast because I get so impassioned about this. And one of the downsides is that I listen to all of you at around two times the speed. I listen to audiobooks at two times the speed. I listen to YouTube at two times the speed. And because, and you're probably aware of this, that you can listen anywhere between 600 to 1,000 words per minute. But you can only speak two to 300 words per minute. And so we want to consume more content if you're an auditory learner then people have the ability to speak. So um, I get super excited and so I'm gonna try to slow this one down. So I kind of glossed over it on the last segment. So number one, motivational speakers, because there is a low barrier, and coaches, there's a low barrier, and let's think about it. If let's say I charge one person a thousand bucks a year, um, or let's say just say two thousand, just because that's um, easy numbers, two hundred bucks a month. I only need like fifty people to part to be clients of mine, and and then I'll be pulling in like two thousand times fifty. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a decent income in the United States, right? And so let's say I only have twenty income. That's forty thousand dollars. Just so you know, the average household income, household income is like $75,000 or maybe it's $81,000 in the United States. So if let's say both husband and wife work, that means you're both pulling in about $40,000. So like realistically, I only need 20 people. And so the the bubble to be bursting will be more individual. I don't think it'll be, it'll be massive, but where it's going to fall into problems with people is that the the reality will run its course. Right, so there's people right now that they have maybe like five or ten clients. They don't have the twenty. They don't have the fifty that they need that they want to have. And the problem is, is that they don't know. They aren't really adding value. And so I'd say there's a lot of people out there are that are adding value, that are giving a lot of content and are helping people. But at the same token, I know there's a lot of people. I don't know what the percentage is, but if it's like any normal bell curve. The top 10%, top 20% are crushing it. The other 80%, uh, you could probably do without, right? Um, and so, and there's definitely 20% on the bottom that totally suck and shouldn't be in the business to begin with. And so, I think over time it'll just work its course out. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever they they change their cadence, they change their strategy. Then all of a sudden they're no longer being seen. Uh, the ads get more expensive on Facebook. Again, now, now all of a sudden they're not being seen, and, and, it, and it becomes more difficult. Now they got to do it on word of mouth, and and that's really how you know your best client building is made is, is really word of mouth, right? And your best coaches, that's exactly how it is. A lot of people know Tony Robbins from, like at the end of his, uh, they, they, they used to walk on hot coals. I think a lot of people are aware of that. Like it was like the power of your mind was so, he was, he believed in it so hard, he had 
he had encouraged people to literally walk on hot coals and he would show them how the power of their mind they could also walk on hot coals and so um and he's been around for 30 years the guy's just he, he'll crush it right he'll just do a great job um and so the so that's the one thing let let time run its course because I think number one a lot of these motivational speaker people are doing it because it's easy right hey I can, I can regurgitate content I can DJ content for people and charge them a subscription the other one is and, and people will find will find will you know they'll, they'll weed through that like um, they'll, they'll realize that okay well I can just go buy those books myself I don't need your help I can just pull up you know two, I can just google 2016 2017's best personal development books past best um, you know um, social media books best marketing books right like I can figure out how to be able to curtail my own content leveraging Google other people are gonna find value in that mentor that can basically DJ content for them right people still find the value of a radio station over let's say a Pandora because they like the idea that there's someone kind of putting forth the effort to find out different style of music for them to consume um, and so I just allow time to really prove its course and the, st the stickability of anyone in any particular industry, especially an entrepreneur, will weigh its course out. When it comes to the educational side of things, like we're literally like colleges that are offering certificates in order to become, quote unquote, a certified coach, that's just garbage in my book. You're just, you've literally figured out how to monetize the ability of someone just being able to do it through hard work because all that you're giving them is information that they probably already know, especially if they want to be in this side of business, right? If they want to be a motivational speaker, they know it. To continue this thought process, so institutions have literally figured out how to create a curriculum to give out certified people. Now this is different from them being like working for John Maxwell's uh, group and being a certified coach, being a certified um, uh, speaker, because what they're giving you is the, the access to all of John Maxwell's um, content and to then to be able to master at teaching it. So there's a, like a legitimate John Maxwell curriculum and also, if I'm not mistaken, I, I need to confirm this with a friend of mine, but I thought that this was the case. They actually teach you how to market it, how to help yourself be a coach. So the problem is, is that there's a lot of organizations that have kind of just copied this and they don't really have any value. And all that they're giving you is like YouTube videos that they've created that they're now creating as exclusive content, which I just don't see the value there when there's so many people giving out this kind of content at no cost, right? So it's a little bit different. We're, we're not talking about a John Maxwell's very well-organized process. Now, for colleges, like, a, like literally a college or university campus should not be in this space. This space is, is for those that want to be able to learn how to market their, their ability to lead and to coach individuals. Now, if you want to go and get a master's degree in organizational behavior, I think that'll kind of lend itself very similarly to this kind of process. However, we're talking about working one-on-one -on -one with individuals, almost like a social worker, almost like a psychologist, and diagnose, diagnose what's going on, what's holding them back, and helping those individuals win. And so, I think, number one, is that anyone that decides to go back to college for this 
I think they're delaying. If they were really honest with themselves, they're completely delaying their their move to go all in on themselves. They're looking for safety. Because, look, if you're a coach or a consultant, you've bet 100% on yourself. And, edu- and college education is not meant for risk. It's not meant, like, there's not, that's why there's no entrepreneurial university. Because entrepreneurs are best taught on the job, right? And now somebody might argue and say, well, I got an MBA with the emphasis in, in, in entrepreneurship. Yeah, but you could have got that for no dollars by starting your business. I didn't know what business I wanted to do. And that's why you delayed it. That's why you postponed the entrepreneurship because you didn't know what you wanted to do. So don't say that the college gave you the idea on how to be an entrepreneur. No, it gave you the, it gave you the backbone, uh, like literally the, 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 the mental backbone of how to do it, but then you exchanged it for tens of thousands of dollars of student loans. Um, so I think a lot of people that want to be in this space, Art, they... They, they decide to go this route because it's safe. They think that, oh, if I get a college education, if I get this certificate, then all of a sudden it will come. No way. Go bust your hump. Go talk to every event planner in your space, like in your small town. Like literally, if I lived in New York City and I, and I lived in the borough, let's say Manhattan, I would call every single event planner and be like, hey, I'm open to speaking. I'm open to speaking. I'm open to speaking. I would call every single one of them. Let them know that I'm open to speaking. Okay, and then I would reach out to uh, I would I would literally write a book. I think I think you need a giveaway, and and then I would I would call myself an author, and I would I would ju- I would clarify though it's an ebook, guys. I self published it one because I want to keep all the profits, and two I want to waste my time going and haggling with publishers. I wanted to just do it now, and I wanted to be able to speak and have a giveaway. I want you guys to have content from me that you can then consume when I'm not longer here. Because I understand that not everybody wants to consume me via social media, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, Facebook posts. Some people like the old traditional method of actually having a physical book. Now, if you want an audio book, dude, just listen to my podcast. Now, of course, if I get enough people saying to me, sure, I want that, I want that ebook, and I want it, I want it audio, read it, then I'll do it. I'll do it for, for the people, right? Um, so that's really where I come from is let's not let's not kid ourselves. If you're a consultant, be a consultant, go all in, burn the boats. Don't have a place of retreat. Don't think that college is gonna give you that safety net if you want to be an entrepreneur. And let's allow time to prove. Whether you got the chops or not. Sure, so. I am radio. This is Art Castillo, Hollywood, California. I just want to say, Sherm, the crazy Asian, I want to thank you for contributing your thoughts and your take on this subject. You, my man, uh, I got to say, very well said, very well put, a nice breakdown and uh, clear as day. And uh, I appreciate you. This contributes highly to the next big steps we got going on. Um, Listen, we need to sit down. We need to do a nice little quick little 10 minute. I know you're a busy man. Let's arrange this. The world needs to hear this collabo. I am radio, the crazy Asian. Listen, I listen to a lot of your stuff. I could tell you are highly, highly motivated and uh, definitely inspired by whatever's inspiring my man the world needs it peace out
Art Castillo in Hollywood, California, and I am Radio. Sherm here, the crazy Asian, number one collab. Let's do it. Uh, the easiest man. Get on the Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com backslash Sherman. I'll put it here in the link. Let's link it up. Let's get on our calendars together. Um, next thing is, when it, I, to truth be told, right? I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be speaking to Madison Square Garden, 20,000 people. I want to be packed in there. And my idea is to be more entertainment. I basically have like entertainment seating prices, right? So if you're closer to the stage, which by the way, I'd be in the middle and everybody would be surrounding me. So that way I can have a different engagement, a different experience. And I'd be walking around, I'd be engaging with the audience. Um, and so the closer that you are, you pay higher premium, right? And then so the further out you get, the less you pay, right? So the, the, the nosebleed seats, quote, quote unquote, would be like the $10 seats. But then I would I want to be walking around. I want to engage with people. Um, I'd want to be able to spend like a ton of hours ahead of time and afterwards. Um, I'd, I'd expect myself to speak anywhere between 90 minutes to two hours. We'd probably end up taking a break, you know, an hour on, then take a break, an hour on, um, or like you know, like 10 minutes off, then back an hour on. We'd give people an opportunity to have a little bio break. Um, maybe have a. Um, a stand-up comedian open up, get the audience all excited. Uh, maybe having some some music people we'll make a whole entertainment thing around my motivational talk, um, and have it more entertainment focused. And that way, people want to consume the content, the book. Um, which, by the way, I, I've written um, so far about twenty some pages. I have another book that I wrote on dating called A True Gentleman, but it's. It was written back in like 1997, uh, so it's really old vernacular. But it's just kind of my thoughts about being a gentleman, and you know that chivalry shouldn't be dead, and that we should be treating people with respect, especially from a from a guy's perspective to, to female. Um, and then, um, but but I want to get my thoughts out there, and so if people want to consume me in, in more of a live session, that's kind of the idea. And then where I want to take it is I want it to be entertainment, right? So I want food to be there, I want people to eat popcorn, have hot dogs, just have a great time, right? And then after that, um, I, my my sites totally India, China, two, two main reasons. Number one, both those countries have a billion people in them. None of them know Sherm the crazy Asian. Well, it's just there's like a handful of guys, then um, gals that I know in India. Um, I don't think I have any followers actually that live in China. Um, I doubt if they're on the Anchor app or I doubt if they're consuming my podcast yet. Um, and the reason for that. One, first off, they have 1.1 to 1.4 billion people. None of them have heard of me. The other one is that they are they are under an oppressed culture, and they're slowly opening up this idea that people can take control of their lives, and that it is okay to be respectful of the culture. At the same time, it's it's okay to have your own aspirations and passions and purpose and to be able to just communicate that effectively to the family without completely offending the family like dynamic. Um, and so I think motivational speaking, it will be a, like a hotbed, like the idea of personal development will be a hotbed in those two cultures and I, and I need to get there. Now I don't speak Mandarin, I don't speak uh, Hindi, um, but I think there'll be a need for me to be able to learn at least a few phrases in order to get some credibility, in order to get some kind of connection with them. The nice thing is about in both those cultures is that a lot of, a huge segment of the population can understand English. And so it'll be a really good opportunity for me to be able to kind of get in there. Um, plus, I don't know, I, I, I like those two countries and I think they'd be totally down with Sherm the Crazy Asian. So 
that's my truth when it comes to being a motivational speaker. Now, I don't have any significant tragedy in my life, but when I was younger, like 10 to 12 years old, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I thought, hey, if I'm older, in my like my 30s, and I got in a whole uh, traumatic accident and I was in a wheelchair, I would totally become a motivational speaker. And so, literally, epiphany this year was, why am I waiting for a tragedy to occur for me to be a motivational speaker? Let's just do it. And so, I'm a believer that some people are going to like the voice, some people aren't. And I'm totally fine with that. I don't need to convince everybody to like Sherm the Crazy Asian. Because some will, some won't. So what? I'm not. You don't try to sell the unsellable. You don't try to convince the unconvinced, right? Like don't try to, don't bark up the wrong tree. And that's where I find there to be the ultimate significance. There is the truth about Sherm when it comes to motivational speaking. The reality is, is that I'll see y'all in like 10, 20, 30, 40 years, because this is my game. Sherm's out. All right, I forgot to totally put the link in my in the, in the segment. So here's the link. Number one, if you need just a positive phone call and you want to talk with someone 15 minutes, boom, you can have me, right? Just schedule it. If you want to have a more formal one-on-one conversation where we're talking maybe about kind of what's going on in your world, you can do that, business meeting. The next one is that if you want to be able to share your story, right? You have something that you're working on, you have something that you're passionate about, you want to be able to share your story on my <clears throat> on my anchor station or through my podcast, feel free. Schedule a podcast call. Would love to be able to share your story with the world. And because because here's the thing, I love hearing people's stories. I love meeting new people. I unfortunately didn't listen to mom and dad and I talk to strangers all the time. And so I want to be able to help you win. Right now, guys, I'm telling you, 2017, you have me at literally no cost. I am completely available, right? You can find my phone number. You can have access to my calendar. I, I, I know that the more that people get to know Sherm the Crazy Asian, that calendar is going to get booked out more and more. And so right now, if you want, you just have an inkling that, hey, I'd love to be able to talk with this guy. Just get on the calendar and let's make it happen. Sherm's out. Crazy Asian. Hi, I haven't talked to you in so long. I keep meaning to try and get back on your schedule to have a conversation. I love this talk that you and Art Castillo are having about motivational speakers. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. Yes, there are the Tony Robbins. There are so many people out there that are making a lot of money. And they're so worth it to some people. Not all people, but some people. And that's perfectly okay. Totally. Um, I have no qualms with that at all. And I think it gets down to that. Some of the people who do not like motivational speakers think that it's a big ripoff and some sort of a bait and switch or I don't know. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to do a different call. Um, thanks so much for your segment. And I really enjoy seeing you banter about these great, great ideas. I love it. And I'll talk to you soon. Maria Sherm, the crazy Asian here. Thank you so much for that. And you're absolutely correct. Some people like, um, motivational speakers. They like the, they like the message. They like how it makes them feel other people, not at all. And other people, they love Tony Robbins. Other people could do without him. Some people love Gary Vee. Other people don't. Some people love Brian Tracy. Other people don't. Again, we all have our own affiliation, just like with music. And there's no need to be able to uh, just 
If you like country music, doesn't mean that somebody that doesn't like country music is closed-minded. Just how they're wired. Just what they like, what they enjoy. And that's okay. We all, we all can have our opinions. And that's okay. We're all entitled to that. Sherm's out. Hey there, everybody. I just wanted to re-echo those um, comments about motivational speakers and coaches because I think that this is a reality. So if anyone that decides to hire a coach, no matter what that person is, just do your investigation. Make sure that you sync with that person. Make sure that they're motivating you and getting you to that next level and holding you accountable. Or And also they're helping you get to where you want to go. Um, at the same time, if any of you are motivational or aspiring coaches uh, or aspiring motivational speakers, just beware that you want to be able to make sure that you're adding value and that there is this wave coming um, of, you know, there's going to be an economic downturn. And then all of a sudden the, the, the pricing, the, the extra money that people have to be able to pay for their coaches might start drying up. And so you want to be able to make sure that's truly something that you want to do. And if so, start creating some stuff that's authentically yours. Sherm's out.